Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we've decided to make this here episode a drinking Mm. game. Ooh. So anytime anytime we say anything negative about a film or anything at all, we are going to play this sound. That buzz means that we have to take a drink and we hope you drink along with us. So pour yourselves a glass and uh, let's go and find a big hip. No, never mind. I'm not going to do that gag. They did it in the first one. I'm not doing it. Oh, (laughs) nice. That's a big pile of shit. That's right, people. That's one big pile of shit. Uh, that's one big pile of shit. One of the best simple line readings of all time. People, yeah. we are, of course, talking today about Mission Impossible Dominion. I mean, I'm so sorry, uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> uh, they're blending! <laughs> one, of my, one of my notes very early on was that this was a very patriotic movie, because in the first 15 minutes of this movie, we went to like 20 states I was like, oh, yeah, we're going for the heartland, people. We're going for the fucking heartland. <laughs> uh, everybody um, loves this franchise. We're Woo! like, Iowa. They, and then the ones um, they didn't go to, they mentioned. There's like, there's farms affected in South Dakota, Iowa, uh, uh, Idaho, uh, Wyoming, uh, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about Jurassic World Dominion. This is the sixth Jurassic movie or the third of the reboot. We'll call him the Colin Trevorrows. He's back directing. He did not direct number two, although he did get a writing credit. He, of course, has a writing credit that he shares in this film, and he directed again. Um, the whole team is back. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, uh, Jeff Goldblum. They're Laura there Dern. to assist Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. They're back, people. We're all back. We're going to try to keep it spoiler-free for a couple minutes in case you haven't seen this movie yet. And you were wondering what our initial takeaway is. What did we feel? What do we think leaving the theater? And then we'll go off into spoiler land so you can catch up. But before we do that, let's go ahead and shout our people out before we dive in. John! Oh, yeah. We have a beer sponsor. I'm sorry. I I need to say, we're on Zoom. (laughs) I'm sure Dave's going to edit this out, but somebody's got to get that echo out of my goddamn ear. Please. What, what, What echo? I don't hear an echo. It might be... Your fucking uh, operating hello? system that it gives us. Oh my god, it is mine. What is it? What is it? <laughs> yeah, this is what happens, folks. Uh, technical difficulties usually lean in one direction on this show. Get the fuck out of oh, here! No, don't get me wrong. I'm having difficulties as well. Our recording's going down to like eleven frames a second right now. Don't want to press pause. Film fans, I can hear myself echoing in somebody's uh, situation. If we want to press pause. Fans, we'll be right back. Ah, welcome back, and we're back. fans. Ah, that's me. Hey, remember buzzing. we used to shout that? <laughs> Dave, Dave take a drink. That together. Yeah, have fun editing, but it was your, your fucking headphones' fault. Welcome yeah, back to the show. Yeah. Your microphone's too good. I can, I can um, make you say anything I want. Dance puppets. We've been right, talking for like ahead. a minute and a half, so people here, they have no idea what we're talking about. We have go a technical ahead. difficulty. We are back. Uh, shout outs. We have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barozzo. Follow the show notes to find his uh, handle on Instagram, cbarozzo.beer. And the music on this episode and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's D-A-S-E-I-N. Follow the link to Bandcamp and you will be able to listen to all that music for free, launching on Spotify and all other platforms next month in July. So stay tuned for Dasein Music. Guys, what did you think about Jurassic World Dominion. Be gentle. 
but not too I gentle. Get our, I want to get our list, by the way. This is the thing that everybody's doing. I want I want you to get ready to rank your six Jurassic movies oh, at some wow. point in this episode. Oh, yeah. Let me pull them up I, here. I don't okay. want to do that. You got it. You have to. You have to. Everybody's doing it. Um, so do you, we can do that now as a way of letting everybody know how you feel about this film as part of the series, or we can build up to it. I'll leave that to you. Let's build up to it. I want to have a convo because it might change my opinion. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll feel different by the end of this episode. All mm. right. Fair enough. Jeff, hit me with the blurb. Just in case anybody has somehow missed the trailer with the uh, the old cast back in the gang. What, what is our, what is our hey, setup had here less, for this had less trailers than Doctor Strange. This is the... <laughs> and it did. And Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got a button right Wait, wait. Now. Speaking of trailers... <laughs> Why are they releasing the the actual, not the Mission Impossible movie that I think that this is with the international espionage and undercover French spies and shit? But this, what, what is that? Why are they showing this Mission Impossible trailer when the movie's coming out in July of 2023? They're it's coming out in 13 months. I'm and that trailer to... looks like the movie's pretty cut. It looks like they got a pretty good amount of footage. I'm willing to bet that the uh, they paid for the marketing spot and couldn't get a refund. I mean, so they just I, went for it. it I think they be, thought. Right? I, I think it's because Top Gun. They you know they felt good about it. It just yeah, seemed like a, a missed opportunity not to show another one of Tom's movies, and they just they can't backpedal from that. I don't think they want to totally stop the marketing. I mean, now they started that trailer it. dropped on the internet a couple of weeks ago, and people did lose their minds. Like the theme song, uh, a couple of things about the yeah. the trailer and itself. I, saw, yeah, it, I so. saw it before Top Gun, as I think you did too, Jeff, for the first time, and I was like, all right, here yeah. we go. Got a year. They're of, shamelessly. Year of Mission Impossible is is shamelessly a Bond movie now. Before it was like sort of its own thing, and now it is that that trailer is a Bond trailer. There's no yeah. way that that you know what I mean. There's no difference anymore. I was kind of waiting for the the Bond theme to kick in. It reminded me a lot of the trailer for the previous Mission Impossible one too, like tonally and style. I don't know who the same person cut it, but uh, I I liked that one a lot. So uh, I'm going to be there with a fucking smile on my face, ready to watch and part one. Part well, one now. Now <laughs> on to a movie that has the other kind of dinosaurs in it. <laughs> oh, Dave. Three, Dave. We're not even like six minutes in yet. Dave's the, <laughs> Dave is the only one with a buzzer so far this episode. Okay, so here's the blurb, which this is the first IMDb blurb where I had to click read more for a while. They uh, oh wow, they decided not to shorten it. Okay, four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, is that the that's the island of the volcano? I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Dinosaurs now live and hunt. Alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine, once and for all, whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with the history's most fearsome creatures See, in a new era. I read I read that as well, and it got to like, and now hunt. And I just got an image of like a fucking T-Rex leaning on a log with a beer and a shoddy. Like, looks like rain, Chuck. Do you think if dinosaurs realized that they could just stay inside and like touch themselves all day, like would they, you know, would they bother anymore? Do they have claws, man? I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> and very short. Can you imagine that big T Rex? Can you imagine that big bird one? That's a Family Guy joke. That's a Family. That's a Family Guy joke where like they can't like touch just themselves. So that it just dinosaurs take everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's right. they're just like ah, they get so mad because they're so pent oh, up. And, oh, yeah, he couldn't. Oh. He couldn't. He couldn't reach his keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't reach his keyboard. Oh my god. All right. So anyway, oh. it's four years after the. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Four years after Home Alone 4 stuck with dinosaurs in a mansion, um, 
Honestly. Is this movie and uh, the dinosaurs have escaped? By the way, our our protagonist did all of this. It's always funny when movies like this. It's like they live along us now. Well, why? Because of the little girl, like because she pushed the fucking gates open, and now it's her fault. But you know, she's cool. We like her. But you know, what a also choice. also clone. Don't get don't forget that bit. Like she, that right. was established. Yeah, in the last one, she's a, she's her own person, Dave. She's her own individual. That's another movie uh, reference for all of you who haven't seen the movie. Okay, so what did we so what did we think? The dinosaurs are living alongside humans. They mentioned 45 United States in this movie, except for the liberal elite states. They didn't mention New York, California, Massachusetts, anywhere that votes blue. Um, they definitely went for the pro-gun places. Um, we got some espionage. We got some action. And then, of course, it all comes down to corporate greed. Let's see. I kind of like this movie, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nice, I kind of liked Good. it. Cool. It's stupid. Um, and I'm, I I was into it. I was into it. Cool. It's dumb. I, I'm not going to say that it's like the most brilliant movie. They yada yada a couple things, some plot holes. Uh, they have a couple really deaf deer. So these dinosaurs are like hunting and like, the you know, like there's like, do you know what I mean? Like these deer were there and this huge dinosaur was there like, oh, and that deer was just like, what? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't deer even look at a deer. Do not I, act I go, like deer anywhere else. For sure. Anyway, yeah. so there's like there's like dumb things like that. Maybe they overdid the locusts thing. Maybe if they were like a little smaller and they didn't look like giant oh, lobsters the, in the, the sky. The funniest thing I was I was but, standing. Uh, I got like I got a heap of messages while I was watching. I didn't check my messages because I don't do that in the theater. And uh, I'm standing. So I walked out the door and I'm standing there looking at like who's messaged me, and. This girl walks past with this guy. She sent was just, if they made locusts that big, they they die at birth, and that's a fact. Yeah, the, the I physics. Wanted, I wanted to follow her because I'm like, would they tell me how? No, like I was I, really I, interested in that. The <laughs> physics didn't check out. I'm sure, Dave, you're going to talk about how the CGI of this. They're overplaying their hand a little bit, and so therefore there are definite moments in which it doesn't make sense and, and actually mark i i didn't mean to listen to matt and mark yet because i knew that it would come into my podcast and i didn't want to give them too much credit even though they put me in heavily featured in their episode this week um for voice matt memos mark. that i sent that mark out. movie show we, we hit our we hit our quota but mark said something funny where he was like there was a plane flying and it had it didn't look like it was flying like it looked like old movie style and i kind of agree and even with some of the dinosaurs I, I just i think that they're overdoing it if they did half as many dinosaurs maybe they could make them have looked better I, but there were a couple times where the physics just didn't check out but having said that i saw it in imax <clears throat> and i still had a i still had a good all things considered i had a good time i also saw it in, in imax and you didn't have a good time. <laughs> I don't know what sort of time I had. Like this, this was a very confusing film for me. Um, like, first of all, <laughs> did you find some of the close-ups on faces a little much in IMAX? Oh my god, that's exactly what I, I literally like, said. I was like, I was sitting very far back, and my eyes hurt looking at their faces. Yeah, they did not nobody, like they didn't shoot this for the. Come on, you have yeah. to think about the fact that this fucking that the the screen is the size of my apartment building, and if there's one face on it, that's just it's too it's too big. Yeah, it's it needs the, it needs the thing afterwards framed in post for IMAX because they mm-hmm. kind of forgot to do it when they were shooting. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Do you think that says something about the fact that you know they had a good theatrical release? They're going to keep making money, but people make movies for TVs now. Um, you know? I don't know. I mean, he might have just been shooting for a standard cinema. I think and they this, were like, yeah, we, we need to put this in IMAX. And he's like, well, I you didn't shoot for it. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, I th- but I just, every time they cut to a face, because I was about halfway down the theater. So I was 
kind of close. I was like leaning leaning back just a touch in the IMAX. But yeah, whenever a, a close a face close up came on, I'm like, whoa! I don't I'll fall I think in their they mouth. Sh- I think they made this for the the cinema. I I mean, with with movies like this, this this made four hundred million dollars, and it, it's only been out since June 10th, so five days, $400 million, and it still hasn't reached all the markets. This could be a billion-dollar movie. It's not I'm a sure billion-dollar TV yeah. enterprise. I know the properties, and I know how this is changing, but I think they did it on purpose, and I think they made a mistake. Yeah. Even these, That's what <laughs> yeah. I think. It, it does happen. Um, I, I really dug the separate storylines for the two generations, how they split them up at first, and then it kind of comes together, as you'd expect it to. Yeah, and they yada yada their scenes. I don't know, but yeah, but I I found um, once we got to the point where everyone was there, they didn't know what to do with them. It was like, we're just going to have two of everything. And it was, it kind of fell a bit flat for me. It was like this, it could have been a great join up, like have the the one dinosaur gag you see in the trailer where, you know, both Sam Neill and Chris Pratt both do the hand thing, which I'll get to later, mind you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh it just you know have that but like they just kept doing like sending them off in twos with their respective partner from the previous generation and stuff like that it didn't sit well with me but that was i mean that was like approaching the third act so mm. yeah when they were on separate separate paths it was it was great setup was okay do you like the the montage at the beginning where you see all of the dinosaurs some of them were funny i, some yeah, of those I, loved, I actually kind of loved that i was like that's really good that that got me and that, that went it went a long way towards what comes after which in my book was really slow like i i didn't hate this film i just kind of watched this film mm. mm-hmm. and it was yeah. you know it was fun and there were some great jump scares and that oh, but one, you, one really got me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, if I'd got popcorn, I probably would have fucking thrown it. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't know whether I'm just nostalgic out after strange and Batman, um, strange and uh, Spider-Man, like with the bringing back the previous characters from like franchises and stuff, or whether it's just, it lacks the majesty of, Jurassic Park, like when they pull up in that car and you see those big, big ass fucking dinosaurs, they spend a good three minutes, four minutes of the film just panning around these dinosaurs because it was yeah. a magnificent achievement and it was something no one had ever seen before. It was done so well, but we've seen that trick and there's nothing that you can inject into the film now to get that same sense of wonder that, and people are going expecting that same sense of wonder. And I think it falls flat a little bit because of that. Like the, the scene in the woodyard is probably the closest they get, but even that mm. kind of was just, you know, it's what they did in the first one. It'd be just interesting to see how much the ba- the beats match up. Well, hmm. I, yeah, I have stuff I want to say to that, but let's go to John. Too many people, too many dinosaurs. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I agree. Not to not to jump right in, but um, I agree with I, everything so I, both of you said. In my uh, list, I, I I think I put Jurassic three at number two for me. And this probably is somewhere, I guess, behind it, because really it should be Jurassic World at number three. But the, the kid, the divorce storyline, that whole story, that really ruined that movie for me. Because I didn't mm. mind going back to the park and it trying to be bigger and better. And then there's, you know, I didn't mind all that. Um, I thought that was entertaining enough. The Indominus Rex, sure, we're making, pro, you know, whatever. But with this movie, three is really just parents trying to find their kid and they get lost in the woods with the dinosaurs. And that's scary. It's like, it's, it's like good haunting movie making. And this, the the espionage was fun. I actually liked the the um where was that? It wasn't it was in um the uh Malta. That whole sequence mm. in Malta I thought was really well done. 
yeah. even with the dinosaurs. And that was actually decent CGI. But to to what you're saying, I I kind of wish that it was just them in the woods. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like I, that that stuff I think could have been really interesting. But it yeah, you're right. It got a little too much. The corporate greed stuff I like, but by the time we got there, it was you know it was, there was just anyway. so yeah, that, many that uh... slowed the film right down. Yeah. So I was thinking the whole time while I was in the theater, which is a bad sign. Um, I saw it in <laughs> I saw it in Dolby Atmos. <laughs> I saw Damn. it in Dolby Atmos, and it was you know it sounded cool and it wasn't quite as impressive design wise as I was expecting it to be. But it was still you know a wonderful mm. spectacle. It looked cool. Yeah. It sounded cool. I agree with what you guys are probably saying. Uh, it wasn't IMAX, but it was you know still a very large screen. I still think they might be composing a little bit for for future viewing. Uh, nowadays uh but i was just trying to be like what is what's frustrating about this and what was frustrating about the previous jurassic parks and worlds that didn't work and i think this is uh what we were making fun of him earlier at the beginning of this show but tom cruise has understood for a while as a producer on the mission impossibles don't fuck with the formula don't don't do that people know Mm. what they're coming to see they're not we're not trying to make a new wheelie right this is an adventure movie it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be this emotional story arc thing we're supposed to get us inside of a situation where you reveal pieces of information to us as the characters see them always through adventure suspense sequences and allow us to have some kind of uh allow us to find some kind of the, the, the genius of the first Jurassic Park in my opinion is that Steven Spielberg made a horror movie and disguised it as an adventure film it's a horror yes. film yeah and i think that i think that's why it's so captivating still to this day it was scary in the theater and people kind of forget that whereas these movies and i think what may have fallen all of the sequels may have suffered from is that they weren't even trying to i know we said there was a good jump scare in this there there are always some, maybe some good jump scares but They are mostly trying to lean into spectacle and adventure and not try to create, um, you know, sequences that are going to equally build character like good adventure films and create suspense and move a plot forward. There was a lot of this stuff where I felt like they were just like, you know why you're here. There, look at these dinosaurs, <laughs> and I just, I just yeah. didn't feel like yeah. I had any reason. There was no, there was nothing being pulled back for me to see more. Everybody, I think, was. Uh, maybe a little frustrated with the second one of these Jurassic worlds, but I was still on board. And, you know, at the very end, when they got out into the mainland, I was like, all right, this is, here we go. This, let's see what mm. they can do. That's a pretty cool thing. We've all kind of been waiting for them to, to take on earth and see if what's mm. going to happen. And I, I don't know. I feel like they, uh, there were the, the plethora of CGI and physics issues aside that they just, they made so many mistakes that were so, Easy to see, which is which is really frustrating. You at least expect that from a movie that is ninety percent spectacle. You expect them to at least nail that shit. I didn't mm. believe a fucking minute of him wrangling that dinosaur when he was on a horse. I didn't even believe he was riding a horse, which is really disappointing <laughs> to me. Like I, I was going in there too, to see some. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, but then you got also, to well, the whole also, story stuff. Also, what, what was the point of that ultimately? Like, just I like, don't what, fucking know, dude. And that's what I kept saying to throughout the entire movie. I was yeah. like, I don't know why we're even here, Jeff. I couldn't stop thinking it's about like, you, what you were saying. All of our protagonists keep putting us in these positions, which again is not what happens in the first one, <laughs> right? Newman nope. puts them in that position, and then they have to fucking deal with escaping. That's that's gripping. All of them yeah. have, have obstacles going against it. 
this one just felt like, I don't know. It was, a, I still, you know, it's a big movie. You still get your popcorn, you enjoy yourself. But there were just so many, there were so many uh, things that I, I didn't understand why they were in the movie. And then Dave, I agree with you. Once they finally got everybody to that, that new sanctuary and you thought like, all right, finally we're here and now we yeah. have to escape because something's going to go wrong. I felt very strongly like they were like, what do we do with the blocking? Oh, just have them move in a group. Okay. But for yeah. this scene, let's have them split off in twos. And but but what's their motivation? Why are they carry, why are they together? And why are they moving from space to space? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. There was even a moment where we're gonna be really specific. And I'm sorry, Colin. Uh, what's your last name, brother? Trevorrow. Who I really like. Safety not guaranteed. I like some of his early films a lot. I think he's talented, and I think he's you know he clearly understands how to make movies. But there was a moment, a cut where the villain the CEO character who I appreciated his performance. I didn't mind his character in general. I thought he was used pretty well. I think they could have taken it further where he literally is down in the sub level. They told us where he was cut, cut in less than like a minute. He walks up behind somebody on the top observation deck and he's like, what's happening. And I was like, what, what? you didn't, you, there was no time jump there. He was, <laughs> it was like, it was like he that happened several times throughout the movie where people just, were places mm. out of that entire fucking sanctuary they just happened to be there and i heard something good recently that i thought i kept thinking about whenever this coincidence was happening we as audience members we catch coincidences really easily right people get frustrated by them in movies the only time that they don't seem to really bother us is when it hurts the character it can't just be like a oh good moment a coincidence can happen as long as it negatively affects mm. the character because then you're still creating an obstacle with it. And I felt like every time that kind of thing happened in this movie, it was just like, sure. It was just one of those were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, good, the gang's back together. Oh, look, they came out of fucking nowhere and ran into each other. Well, and there's no more, yeah. the stakes aren't raised because it's, of it. It's like the door key code thing, which is not giving too much away. They're like, I won't go into what happens, but basically someone is trying to guess a key code to a door. And you're like... Oh, they've written themselves into a corner here. How are they like, he's either like, there's no way he's going to guess this. And if he does, I'm not buying it. And then they yeah. had like a cheap solution that was kind of quirky come in and it was, yeah, it just, there was a lot of stuff there that I think could have worked, but I feel like, yeah, a little bit I of don't editing know. let it down a little bit of a lot. A lot, a lot yeah. down. Uh, sadly, I think it was a script. Yeah. I think they, uh, it is a lot of it and sorry, but like, it is a lot of it. I think there was a moment there where I thought they're going to separate people into, you know, one or twos or threes, and it's going to be a jump around movie. And they're going to have to deal with the sanctuary, this new place. Some of them might be inside. Some of them might be outside. I was really excited. I thought it was going to be kind hmm. of a, will they ever get together movie? Well, it's, it's it wasn't like, that at all. It's like, it if, you follow, if you follow like the adventure story, one of the characters has to disappear and come back at a pivotal moment with an awesome comeback line and save the day. <laughs> like it's the rules yeah in almost i think it any, was ramsey for this one who just they tried to like kind of make it that but he kind of seemed he was always where he needed to be wasn't he mm. yeah he was a good example yeah. he's a good example i'm just, talking about he was everywhere he needed to be he was like i'm fucking omnipotent omnipotent joey omnipotent <laughs> oh i'm sorry ross <laughs> joey, joey what would you do if you're omnipotent i don't know I'd probably kill myself uh, <laughs> I just want to turn it back to so a yeah, positive I mean, just quickly. One one thing that <laughs> did give me a pleasant surprise was BD Wong. Of course. Because I was yeah. like, every every, great. every time BD Wong turns up on screen, <laughs> I get happy for some reason. 
and well, he's always just in these movies. He's always begging. Yeah. He <laughs> fucked up in every movie. He made a huge yeah. mistake, and he's regretting it. Yes. He's <laughs> did also, anybody guys, else? Guys, did is, there else? Way, is there any way that changing one logo is, you know what I mean? Is there any way that that actually works? <laughs> the solution? I, you know what? I mean, that's like, that is where all the science is kind of but pointing that's, towards. That's, with a, that's a spoiler thing. We're not touching that anymore. <laughs> to right. spoilers. I mean, isn't that the tech? Isn't that the tech behind RNA vaccines? Isn't that kind of they're attaching? The, it's not. It's not quite the same. I understand that, but mm. it is the idea of attaching right. I mean, something once, to a protein, we, which yeah, will affect. Once we the, get into spoilers, we can explain how that works. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, we don't know how science works. Yeah. How about really fast <laughs> before not, we move on from doctors? That's why you don't take any of the advice we that came out on the TikTok about the dick discussion. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before we go away from BD, how amazing was that cardigan? I want yeah. that sweater. Dude, they that thing looked comfy as fuck. BD. Which one? That's what he was wearing. That, no, that I, wanted, cardigan I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted Ramsey's outfit. I was watching I was watching Ramsey's and I was like, his outfit is better than he right, looked good, man. No, he looked great. Let's talk about the biggest, the biggest mystery that I want solved. Is Chris Pratt's hand magic? Why, because why he's he just running around fucking sticking it in every dinosaur's dinosaur's face. And, and the dinosaur stop, stops yeah. and goes, What's that? And it, it's like I'm sorry, that's not how it works, buddy. You didn't bond from birth with that T-Rex. Like, yeah, don't try that to like an angry pitbull. You, yeah, <laughs> you not running from that T-Rex is consent to eat you. Dude, like, all right. So if we're going to open that door, for one thing, it's frustrated me through all three of these. Just They established it very early on in the first Jurassic World that like humans do this now, and I just, I just don't buy it. But the, <laughs> I don't know if anybody ever bought it, and it's always been a difficult thing. But Dave, you're exactly right, dude. There are so many times throughout this movie where I don't care if it's been four years. I don't give a fuck. We're talking about millions of years of genetic instinct. And I don't care if they tampered with it. Nobody said they isolated their instinct to kill things. <laughs> Nobody said that ever in any of these movies. Yeah. And they were just kind of comfortable around these dinosaurs too often. The, the whole ending sequence, and I, I'm not, we're not going to get into like details of spoilers, but the way that they maneuvered around the dinosaurs, again, I can't imagine what a nightmare that was with special effects and trying to tell them where to run uh -huh. and where the, you know, where that one is. I'm sure it was a nightmare, but my goodness, they seemed like they were very comfortable. I would have shat everywhere yeah, the if we walked yeah. out in that place and there were yeah. fucking dinosaurs in the courtyard. Yeah, it'd be like there were two there. <laughs> If you don't move, he can't. If you don't move, he can't see you. It's like, well, can he smell me? Because I fucking shit myself. Like, and, and wait a second, didn't they say in the previous movie that that thing doesn't have that same sight issue that it can see movement? I thought they did. Thank you. I was like, hold yeah, on a second. That actually, was the whole thing with the first Jurassic it, yeah. World that they were like, that doesn't work. They made fun of it, yeah. and they were like, well, shit, and they had to run away from it. Do they think we're stupid? There, I don't know. There were there were multiple times where I was like. This isn't. This is a little insulting. Mm. The way that they're playing with physics and stuff, it's just not. It's not working. I mean, and what ILM did with the first one, everybody knows yeah. it. Like it was really, really cool. But it was the blending of really fun, horrific camera techniques that he's a real genius at, and he he's really good at playing with that kind of stuff. But something as simple as the the sound design of an approaching deep vibration like really effective yeah. building suspense the monster not a shown. single yeah the sh monster not shown a single you know animatronic footprint the puppet stepping into the mud and you're like my goodness there it is and i don't know i felt like jeff i think you're right i feel like they went so far and they were so comfortable with this that i i just think they ended up kind of uh kind of 
eating themselves yeah. with with the way that they thought the spectacle was always going to be their anchor. I think it ended up being their detriment. I didn't really care about the story because I was so frustrated by the ease yeah. of all of these well, they've, they've got, CGI dinosaurs they've got all this running around. Like they, they were so fascinated with the fact they could, they didn't stop to think whether they should. Yes. I think really? Nobody, is, can we say that about like, throwback? No. <laughs> it's the first movie, dude. I mean, it's the first movie, and it's a. I liked his little his little speech. Yeah. They kind of abandoned that whole theme as soon as he said it. I feel like they kind of like. You know, yeah. I know it's always been his obsession, but like that's part of one reason why the first movie is so effective and why they were able to bring back Malcolm in mm. the third third one. He comes back in the third one, right? I think it's the him and his daughter. His second. daughter's in that one. Or is that the second yeah, one? I think it's the second. I don't think anyway, he was there for the, the third one. The third one is just like William H. And um, yeah, he's a real anchor for us, though, philosophically, isn't yeah. he? That like mm. we are like this whole thing has to be ridiculous and wrong. And it was one thing that I was always a little bit frustrated by with these in general is that they were, I know what they were, everybody knows what they were doing. They were trying to say, no, 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 this new park, this new movie, we're not doing that. The naysayers are on a different place. We're not inviting them to the park. This is a place that's fun for kids and the world is on board with it. I just don't know as a storytelling, as storytelling, if, uh, if you rid yourself of having that kind of conflict in a character, the person who is the who is relentlessly saying, this is a terrible idea, then you're kind of, you're miss. there's something that's not going to be hmm. earned by that. When you have all of your believers having to just run away from a dinosaur, as opposed to the believers having been told, I told you so, there's something missing. Yeah, I mean... I well, I think that's why the story, I, I, I still, I had a good enough time because it moved so fast, and maybe that was part of partly by design, that they just were just fucking moving you know, it, it, honestly, it probably would have been better to simplify it and to do the usual Disney thing, which is they show where you're going pretty early on in a lot of these Disney movies, right? And Finding Nemo, you know, very early on they're going to Australia. And Up, you know that the plane with Christopher Plummer, like, that is where you're going. And this one, like, having to discover information the way you would in a Bond and Mission Impossible movie. Ultimately, I had fun in the theater, although I know that the rewatch isn't going to be as, yeah, as no. good. But, like, to having them all discover these things while also introducing them and because you have to introduce so many people and then have them discover information, they did, they gave they gave up on trying to connect them all. So, for instance, Chris Pr Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, their new life in the cabin really doesn't matter. So we didn't need them to establish much outside of the daughter. Okay, fine, we have a little familial thing going on, but it, it gets abandoned so fast. So you're just kind of on the move, and then the locust thing comes, but that's now the Laura Dern and Sam Neill story, and then they go, and then they you know they they all like sort of meet up but i'm with you like if, if they almost did a hungry hunger game style where they all started at like different sides of the island and that was the bulk of the movie not the island but in the yeah. little um yeah you know and th that was the bulk of the movie that would have been great but instead it was the final act and it was like then they realized they didn't have any time to really dive into it so they just sort of they sort of let mm. it rip i mean but you're totally right man i totally you know, agree i do i do like this totally was agree. kind of a cautionary tale for anyone working at a big firm it's like when your boss takes the greatest minds somewhere and seals them off in a compound there's something fucking shady going in the basement every time. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, and everyone's just walking around with a bracelet on going, no, no, we're fine. <laughs> oh, and they needed to shut I, it down. So the reason that they, yeah, they yeah. couldn't be asking existential questions, because it was like, well, we need to shut this place down because it's so obviously wrong. That's, the, that's what I was saying about the locusts before. And it's come on, the locusts are only eating the entire international crop of one thing and not the other. Like they, they went a little far. They got a little greedy with what they yeah, could get away with. Yeah, that was a shot with. at that's Monsanto, like, I'm sure. That's, 
Okay. That okay. Is, that's a, it's, it's a little greedy, but at the same time, what it did is everybody was, th- there weren't any naysayers cause they were all, it was so obvious that the, it needed to be shut down. That that's like, that's all the movie could be at that point. Mm. You know I liked I mean? the, it, you're, 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 Malcolm's speech uh, the second time when he is getting fired. I, I don't want to take anything away from that. I enjoyed that moment where he was like, I need to apologize to everyone in this room. I should have told you sooner. You're being lied to. This is a joke, and here's why. So I, I, I don't want to take anything away from that moment as well. He basically had two times in the movie where he was our our good Malcolm who was saying, what the hell is everybody doing? He half-assed that but speech, Jeff- by the way. I was hoping that he would actually tell them. Because the, if I was actually yeah, yeah. in the air traffic sure. control, I'd be like, what is he talking about? And I don't it know if Jeff Goldblum had as much fun in this as, as we were all hoping he was going to yeah. have. It, it kind of felt like I was watching a subdued Goldblum, which was a little disappointing. But he's still Jeff Goldblum. It's awesome. But you're right, man. Uh, or the first it was the one, best performance ever. The and first he was one, told to play um, the character that way. Like it, yeah. maybe, yeah. I mean, he's come on, he's super talented. Yeah. I'm sure he was directed that way. Uh, the idea of staying with this idea of recreation and Jeff, all the things that you just pointed out, I think that's like we all know what it is. So let's just get there and let's start the adventure. I totally agree. Um, the the tone in the laboratories in the first Jurassic Park is confusing when you're because you're kind of going on that fun little ride right mm. you're, you're literally riding around and then we go into the room with them and we meet bd wong and the 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 hat the pleasure and the content in bd wong versus the mystery of why the hell is everybody else there was fun to me with that first one he seems very calm oh it's a velociraptor you breed velociraptors like it's it's automatically tense and it's not that they have this it's almost like there's a delusional everything is okay aspect to all of the employees in all of these sequels. And I think there is something wrong about that because Samuel L. Jackson's character is not, he's very nervous the whole time, isn't he? The hunter mm. guy. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, yeah. you know, she's coming. What's shooter. You know, that guy, yeah, <laughs> he's, that guy. right. He's like, he's not playing around at all. So he is Chris Pratt's character. Like in our in that version, right? It helped so much having people realize that Grant's dream and vision is very dangerous. So to immediately take away the dangerous aspect, it just kind of—I don't know. I think it just. Let me try to let me try to think of one moment when they get off the plane uh, and they haven't gone to the sanctuary yet. It's Sam Neill and Laura Dern, and she goes and she pets the Triceratops, and we're like, okay, here's a callback. I was touched. You know, we all know that wonderful moment mm. from the first one. And she looks up at Sam Neill and she says, it never gets old, does it? She gave me a little bit of the, and again, I'm sure all this was directed. There's no way it wasn't talked about. She gave us a little bit of the, it's endearing, but also like, this is kind of crazy. But I wanted them to get off that plane and be the people in the movie who were going to say, this is insane. Like yeah. to be the voices of reason. Yeah. To say like, I don't care if they're all over the world. We're watching the end. Of, this is insane. This isn't going to work. Which sorry, can we go to spoiler alert? That's can we just say this? We're going into spoilers gonna, now. So yeah, I just, go ahead into spoilers. Going into spoilers. I'm going to I'm going to point to the very end. Not not literally saying what happens, but I think the theme of this movie, which I wasn't expecting, was this fucking cheesy. We all need to coexist and. We all know why the hell they went with that theme, and it's frustrating. This isn't the fucking real world. Yeah. This is Jurassic fucking Park. And the fact that it ended up pointing in that way completely took away from the tension of our gene, our brilliant minds saying, we know something you don't. This is a terrible idea. And instead, it just yeah. kind of went away from it entirely. And I was just... So, Dave, I'm totally in camp with you. I found myself just kind of 
just kind of watching it and just being like, I don't really know. This is a lot of who things. Who said yes to any yeah, of this? This is a lot yeah, of it's things. Just, it's just like a lot of stuff, and it didn't really. It's, feel a, it's a lot of jumbled cohesive. ideas of you know. I watched the news this week, and this happened. I watched the news this week, and this happened. That's going in. That's going in. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Do you think I this movie? Know, I this I movie agree. is essentially what's funny is so. I think there's pretty good consensus that the Lost World, which is the second movie, has great moments. I don't think anybody denies that. But they know that it ends so cheesy. This is like the beginning of my Steven Spielberg grandpa phase, right? So it's like, it, it's just like, it gets, it just gets corny, that last act. But at the beginning. Let's remind folks, let's remind folks and remind me as well. Is that when they go to San Francisco and the yeah. T-Rex and the and baby so, are like in the boat and shit? Yeah, with the baby in there. I actually, okay, I actually yeah. like that because the, the, the first time I watched that, it got me so good because I thought the movie was over. Yeah, no, me, just no, a, no, just no, a gentle no. reminder. No, Steven Spielberg I mean, directed that one. Yeah. He made he directed that one. it. So yeah. no, no, the movie is really good. A lot of it's great. Vince Vaughn he didn't quite find his dramatic poise that he was hoping for in the '90s when he would try to like psycho and that. Like, I don't think he was really balling with the rest of them. But those watchtower sequences where you see the trees moving, oh, and you yeah, know yeah, that the dinosaurs yeah. coming, and then the two to, two T Rexes, right? That, yeah, they, yeah, there's yeah. two, and and they, that's a surprise. Great, nice little casual surprise. They kick off the the little like RV thing that they're in is like falling. Oh and yeah, yeah it's that a was little, a good sequence. That's still, a good sequence. Yeah, but it's a little corny, but it's terrifying. But then yeah, when they go back to San Francisco, and when the um not the Coast Guard people, but whenever they're like, excuse me, you need to slow down, you need to slow down, and the boat doesn't slow down, and it just fucking plows into the city, fucking and then the T Rex just gets out. Yeah, yeah it fucking speeds twos it. <laughs> And then the T-Rex speed too. <laughs> and, and I was a kid. Um, so like the kid out the window seeing the T-Rex, like that's it was that's fun ultimately, but they, they they didn't they didn't really go for what if this was actually existing in the real world. And then the third movie, they went back to the island because they realized that was the best thing. So it almost seems like Fallen Kingdom led into this, which was like, what is it actually like with them in the real world? And ironically for me, I wanted either just that just like a full nature story like a maybe an apocalyptic like the, the dinosaurs are there we're not friends don't pet the fucking dinosaurs mm. people i'm with you john on that 100 percent. or this company that wants to do that because that's essentially what it is they want like a national park not a theme park mm. but they want a national park but it's really um a, it's really protection for the secrets that are going on inside. Yeah, they, you know, they so want, that way you, the feds can't just yeah, show up because they have to get their dinosaurs. So all the tourists can go in and pose next to them and get their arms ripped off like they do in the, nor- the normal national parks we have. Like, that so, but isn't, and I'm with you, and I, I still like this movie. So now I'm, I'm like agreeing with you guys too much and I'm hating myself for it. But wouldn't that be more interesting of like, wait a second, th- this sure. park, it's not a national park, it's a moat because they're protecting what's going on on the other side. Mm. And then it's like a mystery. But we knew what the problem was so early. So ultimately, I was I, I think the reason that I enjoyed it is because I said, all right, I know everything I need to know. You know, even when they're in Malta and they're trying to get all this information, we know it comes even, back to that business because we already knew about the locust thing. And so the girl storyline, which one's, is it locust storyline, the girl storyline? Are they equal? Is one more important than the other? Like, we didn't find that center. What is the truth? Is the truth just corporations suck? Because, you know what I mean? Like, they were dancing around too yeah. many, like, central themes. Having said that, they were all pretty fun. So I really wish they chose one. <laughs> and then maybe that could have solidified some of the I mean, go yeah, back to the Malta chase. Like... There's two velociraptors, or three, whatever raptors, whatever they are. Oh yeah, left loose in the city. And a lot of people just going about their fucking business. It's Honestly, yeah, I mean, it's man, so what stupid. The fuck, dude, that is just what the <laughs> fuck, guys. 
I know I tend to gravitate toward the darkness, but if I were to go in and have pitched my idea for this, I think they missed an enormous opportunity to make all the same kind of commentary of all those cool... You're right, Jeff. I think all the themes and the, the storylines they introduced were, were... They were justified initially, and they were kind of... All of them had plenty to mine. But I feel like they missed a huge opportunity to say, we're finally putting a period on this sentence of this, this large franchise. We have to kill all these dinosaurs. We made a huge mistake. We have to use this technology that B.D. Wong is creating for getting rid of the locust, we have to do it to the dinosaurs. You don't coexist. That's actually, we made, it, we made or, a giant ding, ding, mistake. Ding, ding, ding. That's what they should have done. They should have they they at least kill one of the cast members. Everybody lives. Well, no. you're, you're totally right, dude. If this is the wrap-up, you could write one of them off. Come on. There is there no, you go, you guys. I, I actually they, couldn't believe they didn't kill Jack Gold. I thought he was going to sacrifice yeah. himself. And I, I thought he literally was like, I will only come back if I get to there die was by dinosaur. No, there was no... There was no tragedy. And what I think, what is the last great line that uh, Grant utters in the first Jurassic Park? Do you guys remember? I say it all the time in my head. Mr. Grant, Sam Neill walks out and says, Mr. Grant, I will not be endorsing. I'm sorry to say I will not be endorsing your park. And he says, it's over. And he tears off in the Jeep. It's over. Mm -hmm. And his, it's, his dream is dead. He, he fucked up everything. It's a huge fucking failure. Mm. And it's like we've just forgotten that there so there was no tragedy in this. And I think that was a big letdown. I think they had a huge opportunity to take advantage of all the science and the mystery, the, all that the mm. stuff you're talking about, Jeff. And they could have kind of subverted all of, all of our expectations. And they could have, in a very humane way, told us sometimes we do things that are, that are horrific mistakes. Yeah. Right? They even talked about the... Uh, when the ECEO character was giving his speech on, no, no, it was Jeff Goldblum when he's giving his speech, his little keynote speech on, we said the same things about when we created nuclear, uh, you know, fission and fusion. We said the same things when we were talking about um, GMOs or whatever. He gave, he gave his list of every time the scientists have had to say, yes, it's risky, but, but there is no but. We mm. know what happened now. Yeah. There are fucking raptors running around in Malta. Nobody's I gotta pick up some spices. So those, are, those are super raptors, which again were trained, also, which is ridiculous. Again, like introducing a literal Bond villain character who has the, the laser pointer for yeah. these raptors and then just ridiculous. Then just yeah. you're under yeah. arrest, done, and oh, she's yeah, out. Dude, she's you're done. totally right. Like her, that was her, so it's weird. It's like your watch has ended. Fuck off back to your trailer. See ya. Oh, Dave, like, good call, dude. I totally forgot about it. I was like like, what the hell is she doing here? And the just... off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we got nothing more yeah. for her. Let's just end it. I think, yeah. I think, so it seems weird. like I keep talking about the corporate greed thing, but I really think the point they're making is that maybe it's a, maybe they threw some global warming allegory in there. And it's just like politicians and corporations are ruining fucking everything <laughs> while they're gaslighting us. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. That's true. But that's, that's not this, that's, that's not really the center of what's going on here. So I think, you're right that they should have euthanized the dinosaurs, but they, I think they're trying to say that we can't do that because we're humans are going to fuck it up. There's going to be greed or something, but I think trying to kill them off is probably better than assuming that a rhinoceros and an elephant are just going to chill out together in Kenya at the end when they're literally like, look, we're all going to get along. And it's like, yeah. no, that, <laughs> that, all right, I will say that moment. <laughs> all right. We're talking about the very end of the movie, folks. I, I genuinely, I have a lot of criticism, criticism here, that. but okay, I still, I still had a smile on my face. I did not like that ending montage or that last message. I thought it was, I was like, wow, they, they were terrified to do something bold. 
They mm. just went with the safest You're thing. Right, but I'm sure. Yeah, and if they were like the Mission Impossible movies, Mission Impossible blew up the Kremlin. So it's like it's okay to like, like, like does yeah. the kid petting the dinosaur there, at the end? Been whole, there's a kid petting yeah. the dinosaur. How much did you think that dinosaur is about to bite that? Eye oh yeah, off that, that kid's kid. losing a nose. <laughs> like, there's no point of the point of the nose on that kid after that. Um, <laughs> I, I will make an interesting point. Someone someone pointed out that <laughs> someone oh pointed God. out that no one ever really tried to copy the Jurassic Park franchise. They never, there was never, like, you know how they had two volcano movies in the one year and then, like, everything, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I would uh, say uh. it's a more interesting point that nobody ever tried to copy this franchise except the franchise itself. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. And I will, I I got away with that. I don't want to sound like I'm being so negative. You know, you're getting away with it, dude. You're right. If I, if I was, like, I would, I would love to meet. Colin, what you know, one day and, and ask him, you know, what were your conversations Trevor like with Steven? Rowe. Trevor, 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 yeah, uh, Colin T. I would love to ask him, like, what were your conversations like when you were meeting with Steven Spielberg? And he still has, you know, executive producer credits on all these movies. So mm. I think DreamWorks and Paramount, just Paramount might distribute them, and I think DreamWorks does have a huge hand in making them. And I just want to ask him, like, what, what were those conversations like? Because it feels like. I think it's awesome that Steven Spielberg was so supportive of people trying to take this IP and try to do some different things with it. It's it's really fun. We all love going to these movies. They mean a lot to us. Michael Giacchino's, whenever he brought the theme back, I wish he would have done it a little bit more. It still I, touched me. You not know, my best, not my favorite score. It's, I think he. I really, out. he really, he kind of, he kind of dropped the ball for me there. Did I, feel I, like, I don't did really. It, you know your temp tracks. Didn't it feel like he just temp tracked this movie? Like, I feel like he just took any stock, like, sounds and was like, yeah, this is kind of horror-esque. We'll just do that during this. Mm. It kind of made me think about what you were saying with his score to Batman, that it was this it was so repetitive and so simple that he they used it so many times. And my brother and I were talking about this recently. <laughs> I'm glad you listened to our Batman episode, John. That was really nice of you, considering <laughs> you were a part of it. Yeah. Jeff, you still have a drink penalty. Oh, shit. <laughs> I did listen to it. Anyway, anyway, uh, I did like what you said about it, but my brother was talking about this recently, about how like this this just deception that everybody has that John Williams writes like catchy, easy music. No, he rips it's not off true at all. Stravinsky. And, yeah. He rips off, but like his extremely, he, he rips it off brilliantly. And yes, he writes yes. extremely complicated modulations and yeah. conversions of yeah. all these themes that he creates. He is a theme-based writer, but what he does with them in texture, structure, and sometimes, you know, chord-wise, he might change, like, the key and everything. For the moment, it's so effective. And yeah. I don't feel like uh, the themes that Michael Giacchini wrote this time, I don't know if they lent themselves to what they were doing. And in his defense, I don't think he understood what was happening story-wise <laughs> all the time because sometimes there were things happening where I wasn't sure what we were supposed to to even feel the music would come in and i kept thinking like we haven't finished we're about to go somewhere and we didn't we haven't finished cg uh, on this just just write something (laughs) screen goes black in the the, the room honestly like honestly that's a shame but i don't remember what i was saying oh yeah the conversation with steven spielberg i guess i would just be curious to know like there's no way he didn't pitch a giant idea of what the new world of of jurassic park could be like and to just I'm just curious if Stephen I'm sure really that, said I'm sure there's that's a, f- a great idea. Let's do I'm it. Sure there's or a if photo he kept of saying like Spielberg and Scorsese <laughs> laughing over a table, going, "I told him it was great." 
<laughs> David, buzz you know, that's cute and funny, and I, I wouldn't be super shocked. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just feel like it's it's always been kind of a puzzle to me why these last three, because I think two and three, yeah, they're flawed. Everybody knows they're not as good as the first one. We're not saying they're not. But I think there is a little bit of them tonally that tries to capture some of that horrific energy at yeah. some moments. Mm. 100%. And I have never felt that way with these Jurassic Worlds. They are just for fun. And maybe that's <laughs> exactly what everybody wanted. That. Maybe that was their intention. <laughs> but I think ultimately Jeez. it kind of cut them off at the knees. I think because they set that up in the first two, if they had gone with a darker, <laughs> let's euthanize other dinosaurs. I think if they had gone with those, it would have been strange. If people would have been like, why did they make it so dark at the end? Whereas... Not to reference them again, but they've made a bunch of IP. Marvel's progression towards the last few movies really was setting us up for people are going to die. Hmm. Something bad is going to happen because you can't get to the new without destroying something old. Like We were ready for that kind of giant progression. And it felt like they didn't even try to make us feel that way. The locust thing, the locust thing felt like it was like, you know, square peg, round hole. We got to have something like yeah. that in here. So let's make it completely inconsequential because you guess what? We didn't get to see any of the famine. I, yeah, I have. We didn't have get to 14, see anybody. I have, have 14 to... social statements to make and they're all going in this movie. That's kind of what it felt like. like. All this all this made me want to do is go and buy a Thanos was right coffee mug. I want to <laughs> know. I want to know if um if if they were mad because there's definitely some Star Wars Ryan Johnson comparisons to this, which I actually think just in the sequence of the three, I, I think that the, it actually does sort of track with the with the returns, where the first mm. one back, it 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 had the hits. The hits came quicker, so they weren't as slow burny as the, the originals, the OGs. So A New Hope and Jurassic World. And then the second movie just missed. It just they, they made one decision in that missed. If it was just a volcano killing dinosaurs movie, I was kind of touched watching that brontosaurus get fucking lava and smoke to death. That was kind of touching. But Me the too. fact that that, yeah. that movie was just left behind. I was, okay, I was like, moving mm, on. Brontosaurus burgers. Mm. Dave, get the fuck out of here. Think of all that delicious so, dinosaur meat if we would have just killed them. Dinosaur barbecue could actually live up to its name. We could have ended American <laughs> hunger if we just okay, or at least bring Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bust myself. I'll bust myself. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm trying to make a good point. Um, I wonder if they really kick themselves with that, with that really just throw away, oh, she's a clone line in Fallen Kingdom. What which, the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is totally thrown away. So in this movie, because I actually... In, I kind of forgot. I was like, oh, they really meant that last movie. I didn't even think about that when Me I too, saw dude, this I one. totally yeah, forgot I, about And then that. I, I saw like, the montage at the beginning, and they were like, she's a clone, and now everybody knows it. And it's like, I, I wonder if they just hated that, because if anything, wouldn't it have been better for her to discover that in the lab, to let BD Wong like tell her that she's a clone, as opposed to like this weird fucking psycho who just said it, I, just I so mean, that the, to, the, the final moment could pack a little punch. But like, honest, it didn't enjoyed, change anything about the I movie, enjoyed her journey a little movie. bit, where she was like, at first she was like, I don't have parents, I, I was created in a lab. And then for her journey to find out that she was, like she, she was actually, did have a mother. And yeah, no, no, for sure. Thing, I, I wish she found I, that I out. I thought that was a nice positive reveal. No, I, and I like her. I liked her storyline. I just wish she found it out later. I wish. I wish she was confused. I wish. I wish there was more for us to discover. 
Um, yeah. It seemed like we we, and, we, and again, we knew what we were getting into pretty that early kind of on, wrapped which is up not all of a, a sudden as well. It just kind of okay, we're done with that. Bye. And it never really was relevant yeah. again. She she had the emotion. I kind of it, don't. But... I kind of don't like that. In a movie that the whole setup is that sometimes science goes too far. That's that's the premise of Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. That's what we all were on board for 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 decades. In a movie about that theme, I've always been a little always the past the second movie and this movie. I've been a little frustrated that they tried to bring this beautiful, angelic, totally morally pure storyline about this scientist who we never knew in the old ones. They, they told us she was there. Whatever, I never saw her. Mm. No, she no. wasn't. Bullshit. I don't, <laughs> she wasn't fucking there. Like nobody thought she was it's fucking okay. there. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I didn't appreciate that they were like, but she's good. And like, sometimes science can be good. That's, that is another movie. Of course, sometimes that's yeah. true, but that's, that's a yeah. different story. I don't want to, that's not why I'm here. I want to, I want to see scientists like, go too far. I want to see a Terminator. That's what we're here for. Right. Yeah. It seemed like this they were another... trying to justify, like, in order for us to coexist, we needed to be okay for humans to clone each other. And that's like the no, same no, thing. And that is not an A to A comparison. Literally, <laughs> exactly, all the states dude, they exactly. showed at the beginning, yes. they had to tell that science was good. Exactly. We know. We, we've already exactly. seen five of these movies where they've been trying to explain to us like the benefit of this. <laughs> like, we, we exactly I still right. had fun of this movie. Stop trying to bring me down, you motherfuckers. I'm buzzing both of you. Stop, try, stop trying to bring me down. <laughs> I, hey, look, I, I still said think it was people... stupid, and I still had fun because I was I accepted how stupid it was. You guys, no, I'm still going to enjoy look, this a lot. No, no, no. There are there are problems with this. This is how it. this is how strong this IP is. Even though I was this critical of the movie and like. I, I didn't I didn't have a bad time, you guys. I, I had fun in the theater. But even after I had all these criticisms swirling around in my head the whole time, I still walked out of the theater and I thought to myself, might be time to rewatch every Jurassic Park movie. Well, that's, <laughs> like, that's an interesting you know, point. Like, like, <laughs> given if we take into account these three now, would it, would it have made as far as it did in our franchise face-off? No, because we, we, you're right. We did not include these movies. Yeah, it was, was this in on purpose? We we talked about all these yeah. things for anybody who doesn't know the Corona franchise face off. You should check it out. Episodes three through probably thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how long it was like four through sixteen, I think. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we chose not to include them because we started that you know before this latter half had concluded, and it didn't even we didn't even seriously consider it. I think we kind of... No, the Cornetto trilogy made it over this. <laughs> Those are three excellent films. That's why, dude. That's fucking... Uh, Austin fucking really Powers made it we, we talked about it in our wild card week, and we said no. <laughs> we said no. And I had just seen so, I just rewatched it. And the, the story of the Jurassic World, the story, I was like, this can't be in our fucking... Which is yeah. crazy because I think... Pe- I, I have some friends who are big fans of the books, and they love the book to Jurassic World. That's what's always been the weird... Irony is that apparently the book fans think that's the best book. Yeah. And Stephen still was at the helm and it for, for whatever reason it didn't really the make divorce, the same impact the, the, as the, the first the, one. The, the kids in the first movie were there to be surrogates for other kids, but the the, the big kids, the big people were in charge. The, those those two kids had way too much power over this movie. And then then what that did to Bryce Dallas Howard's like frenetic character, like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so tired. It's like it's that it just they never it took away from the movie. It was, it was reductive. I completely agree. I keep trying to tell myself it was, dude, you, I completely agree. I keep trying to learn these lessons. You know, I don't think I'll ever get to make something this big, but you know, if you ever at the driver's seat of something that, that is like this, these, these giant movies that deal with, with enormous traditional storytelling formulas, these are good, really good lessons. Cause I think, um, 
there are very specific archetypes that work for these these very large stories. We, we've referenced this kind of thing in the, the Star Wars and the Marvel at Lord of the Rings and w- why it works when it works and why it doesn't work when you try to mm. like bend it too far or make it too character driven. And I, I just don't think it does. When you get into the details of these characters and don't let them just simply and be. To be fair, all of the, all the of those franchises are, have mistake movies. Like there's there's at least sure. one in all of those franchises you mentioned that have a movie that's like eh. not Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings. It I, does, I mean, I, we perfect. didn't count the Hobbit oh. in the franchise face-off, but if we, we count did not the count, Hobbit now, we did not count. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't. We didn't because we wanted Lord of the Rings to compete. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All, all right, right, so let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. Jurassic Parks one through six. Yeah, let's, let's list so it out. What do we, you, what do we Jurassic, got? Jurassic Park is number one. I'm still mad. So, by the way, this has Rotten Tomato and Metacritic in the 30s. The original Jurassic Park has like a 60-something. A 60-something yeah. for the That's critics' insane, review? insane, for, for the original Jurassic Park movie on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a 68. Yeah, I mean... What the yeah. fuck? Isn't that... Isn't that... Wait, let me, let me double check what it is right here. I know we're all it's, within a certain age like range. Shit, what like did, it really what Jurassic touched Park us. It was a piss part- off the incels. I don't right, well, want <laughs> Jurassic oh, Park. Man. Um, uh, has a ninety-two, so I'm wrong. Uh, it was on. Was there it on go. IMDb? Where it was? Like, can you just buzz me because I just I just made everybody shit their pants here. Yeah, ninety-two is right. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm not done. I forget what. I, what do we? Please. About? I, I, I mean, I'm in timeout. I forgot. I fixed. We we fixed that buzzer so we could go off as many times as we want. <laughs> All right, so I think we're all in agreement as every human that has yes. enjoyed these movies. Like Jurassic Park is far, far and away number one. It's, it's still such a good right. movie, even objectively. Remove it from the IP. Yeah. That is and, a fantastic movie. And Fallen Kingdom is last, quick, right? Uh, Fallen Kingdom's quick, last for everybody. Quick sidebar. I, when I went and saw Jurassic Park, I saw it in, in Adelaide, and uh, I took a friend, and she was watching it. And I, I can tell you no movie's had this effect on someone since, like in the kitchen where the raptor jumps up and is going yeah. for the kid. Yeah, this girl lifted her legs off the floor. She pulled her legs up away from the velociraptor that was coming at her on screen, and and then when uh, Laura Dern does the does the whole power thing and she sits back and relaxes, and the fucking raptor comes out of the the wiring. Yeah, this girl leapt out of her seat and was about eight stairs down before she caught herself (laughs) and realized that she was running down the stairs. Absolute fucking panic! Like you're totally right, dude. None of those movies since has inspired that reaction. I no. think we're back in business. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Just fucking comes yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, it's so good. All right, is number Fallen, one Kingdom, for is sure. Fallen Kingdom last for anybody, or does anybody else have anything else they would put at number six? Lost World or Fallen Kingdom? Unfortunately, unlike the Star Wars films, I think the number twos for both of these are, are tied Lost for. World? Okay. I'm putting Lost World. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably there's, put there's, there's, good probably use, there's good shit in Lost World. I'm just going to use numbers because I can't remember what's called what. Because uh, to go back to yeah, that's fine. to goes back to go back to John's wheel analogy, we didn't need more than four of them to be honest. <laughs> You're yeah. totally right. Jeff, I think I might put this one at number six for me. Actually, if I'm being totally wow. honest. Wow. Okay, great. Okay, well, we're off I, the rails. I don't okay. hate any of these okay. movies, but I, I think this is my least enjoyable one. So going by num- numbers or names, okay. Uh, Jurassic Park, obviously at the top. Uh, two was a close second for me. Uh, I would put four. Lost World, you're saying? Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Okay. I would put four yeah, yeah. as in the first of the, um, the Jurassic first Worlds. Jurassic World. Yeah, that would be yeah, number yeah. three. Then Jurassic Three, and then I, I, I think I feel like 
it's going to be five six. Okay. In I, order, five I, six. Okay. I yeah. go one, and then I actually go three at, at my number two spot. Jurassic Park, th- Jurassic Park three. The the opening with the island where the kid, the shipwreck, and the little dinosaurs is really scary. And then the fact that William H Macy and Tay Leone go back to that with Sam Neill, I think it's like oh, now I remember Jurassic Park three. I couldn't remember a fucking thing about Jurassic Park three. It's, it's good. It it's scary. It's completely unmemorable it's, for me. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I put those two. I put. I said. I, I said I was going to put this one at number three, but I don't know. You guys are swaying me a little bit. Um, maybe I, okay. I'll, I changed my mind. I'll put. I'll put Lost World there, but it's. It's not because I think the movie's great on the whole. I just think it has really good moments, especially those lookout tower moments. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was on a, the Fire Island has similar where it's like you have these like towers that look out with the trees. I imagine myself in Lost World with like the dinosaurs coming a lot. So that has to mean, that has to mean something. Three, okay, and then Jurassic World four. And then six and then five. I think that's what it is. Okay, I think I'm going one, three, uh, four, two, and then uh, what have I missed? Five and six? Yeah. Probably in that order. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the top call. One, one, three, two, four, I, five, I six. haven't seen Jurassic one, Park. One, three, four, two, five, six. Jeff, which one is Jurassic Park Fire Island? Because you really don't want to go in the bushes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, do you remember? Do you remember if you see that some place shaking, we learned if you about? See, if you see some shaking in the bushes, leave them alone. They'll be done Dude, soon. I I put my Apple Music random thing on, and I was this years old, this many years old when I discovered that Village people had written a song about Fire Island. <laughs> Jeff, do you and the, cor- the chorus, the chorus is literally "Don't go in the bushes." <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Jeff and I did a did a couple. Uh, we did a show out there show for one summer, and you hear things in the bushes. <laughs> everything you've heard is true, folks. I mean, I've done how many years of theater? You hear things everywhere. <laughs> All right, oh guys. So God. that's the end of our did Jurassic World Dominion talk. I believe Chris Pratt and others said they don't want to do anymore, but this is making a ton of money, and they all lived. Yeah, so we'll yeah, see. Chris, Chris Pratt's making <laughs> yeah. a good choice. All right, let's see. Let's see what you guys have been watching. It is now time to head into our segment, What You've Been Watching, where you share recommendations for the week. Dave, what you've been watching? Um, I finally got into Shit's Creek uh, as a, a short, like, little half-hour episodes and stuff. I didn't find the first episode funny at all, and then it kind of grew on me. Like, and I've watched a couple of them recently, and I'm, I'm kind of on board. Um, nice. And I went back to, oh, my God, the fucking, what, 80s? Clive Barker's Nightbreed. I went through a little bit of a horror phase this week. Uh, It is, yeah, it's, I mean, the creature side of the story is great. The rest of it is just campy schlock. It's, but it's, it's kind of fun. And it was, I think they were setting up for a sequel that never happened. And yeah, it was, it was, it horror, like the horror buffs love it. It's, it's one of those horror buff royalty films, I I guess. Uh, And not anything to do with movies, but I went and saw six on Broadway last night. Last night? Mm. Wait, do you have six AMs uh, every week? That's yeah, tough. yeah, I do. <laughs> like, well, fortunately, fun, right? six six. How was it? It doesn't have an intermission, and then the curtain was right. at seven PM. Right. So I was out of there oh, by eight thirty. So great! Um, what a dream! Yeah, it was great fun. It's absolutely great fun. Highly recommend. Come to Broadway, see these guys. They're struggling. Like they, I mean, they're not struggling. The house was full, but like, come and come and book a show. They're back. They want to keep working. They haven't been working for two years. They use all the fucking help they can get right they're now. Giving it. Yeah, come and Who, come. Who's and, your favorite? Come see a Broadway. Who's show. your favorite queen? Who's your favorite queen? Um, Boleyn and Boleyn. Yeah, she got the funniest lines. It's funny. Yeah, you know. yeah. All right, John, what you been watching? 
I so I missed last week. I am seeing Crimes of I, the Future. I just, uh, I just want to say well, last week when we asked John what he's been watching. What did you say, John? Wasn't there to, last week. No, no, we asked you to send us a thing or whatever. Yeah, and I believe you said you've just oh, been yeah, watching I, British Bake oh, Off. Oh, yeah, and I said, uh, I said I've been watching The Great British so Bake Off. next week okay. on the show, John will be ki- cooking a Christmas frangipani tart. You uh, know what? If you don't watch that show, if you don't watch that show with fucking tears in your eyes in the so last kind. 10 minutes right. of every so, episode, so kind. I bag everyone out for the reality TV, even though I've watched at least four or five seasons of the fucking Great British Bake Off. So that this is for me. <laughs> It's pretty tough. It's a pretty tough. Anyway, we watched that. Uh, I'm seeing Crimes of the Future tomorrow night. Ooh. I finished Ozark. Anyone who was listening, I was watching it and catch up on that. I'm stalled um, on that one. Good show. Don't know if I loved the uh, the final punctuation, but it was a really good I show. I think I'm, in, I'm still um, in season one. I stalled. Like, I, I did a Breaking Bad with that one. I kind of stopped. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. Next pandemic. It is up. very heavy. It was a very, it was a sad watch. Unlike Breaking Bad, there's a lot of like suspense yeah. and kind of like, oh, this is fun to watch. Like there's a fun kind of masochistic aspect to watching Breaking Bad. This was really tragic. Mm. It, it is a tragedy to me. But it was it was very it was sad for sure. I can I had to take a few days off here and there because I was I was very sad, like genuinely like this is bothering me how sad this <laughs> show is. Um in a good way. Yeah. It was very effective. Uh and I have been watching like 287 million other people around the world. I have been watching uh, Stranger Things. I am got about two episodes mm-hmm. left. I am nice. about to hit episode four, which I'm told is the big one. That's a is it, it is a big one with time. No, it's it's the, an hour it's seventeen. The running up that hill episode. I'm uh, and that's all I and know. Is, um, but yeah. yeah, it's a good one. I do like this that they've just for technically. I like that this season they've really allowed the story to determine how long this episodes yeah. going to be yeah. some of them like are that. a little under the hour the traditional and some of them are over and it's it's pretty cool hmm. so um i'm enjoying it there are a lot of people watching that show that yeah. is that is crazy that yeah. is an enormous amount of human yes. beings yeah watching watching a single show netflix i cannot is like, imagine what god. that would feel like <laughs> netflix is like thank thank god everybody netflix is kind of like ah, oh, subscriptions <laughs> have dropped and then you know 50 billion people watch stranger things they're like oh, fuck it yeah, yeah. it's fucking crazy <laughs> and i uh, i think i don't think i'm alone here Definitely not in this little circle. Um, Jeff and I watched the premiere of three together with some other people. I was not a big fan of season three. I thought they they kind of let me down with that one. So I'm enjoying this season. Mm. It's fun. Yeah, season you, three they did the same thing. They they introduced all these like some of the other numbers and then just abandoned it. I hope that comes back at some point. Yeah, as I I was it's saying like, to Dave, were they fishing, last were they fishing for a spinoff or what? Like what? Where'd they go? I forget if it was last week or two weeks ago where I was like. If you, when you when you splinter out five different storylines, they can't all be equally good. Like some are just going to be better than others. Mm. I didn't mind L going back into the 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 old world, and there's a reason for it. So keep watching, guys. It's really I think that actually is a really good payoff. Is L storyline going to Alaska and Russia with Hopper, and then when a writer just leaves remember, her family. Remember, I'm only up to episode four, three. I've only seen episode three. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's in episode three. They're heading, they start they're heading the to Alaska. Yeah, but like the he, fact that the fact that they're all over the world yeah. now, it's like okay, well, we're yeah. we're getting interesting here. But anyway, I still think it's it's my I'm second not interested favorite in that so storyline for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So that's not they're not they can't all be Elle's storyline. She's the superpower trying superhero trying to get her superpowers back. Um, I really only watched one thing this week, although I have so many Tribeca films to watch by next week, so I'll have some. I moved them all nice. to at home. So Dave, that one that we talked about isn't going to happen. Uh, I actually yeah, don't think okay. that David is Lynch up. sucks anyway. It's actually not. Well, and I can't. <laughs> 
Joel's like hammering it's, the button. It's a, it's a, it's a documentary about his obsession with the Wizard of Oz. I gave up my liver for um, that joke. Anyway, I watched, I watched one, I watched one thing. I think that's it. I think I just watched one thing, and I'm telling you guys, this is going to sound crazy, and that's why it's so, it was so fascinating. I was listening to this interview with Bill Simmons. You guys know I like Bill Simmons. And he was talking about his music box series, which is all the music documentaries on HBO. There's six of them and they're up for an Emmy and they're going to get a season two and do six new ones. And they submit, I found out cause there's the Atlantis documentary. There's the, the Woodstock, there's a DMX one. And the one they submitted for Emmy consideration was the Kenny G documentary. Huh. And I, <laughs> I remember hearing cousin Sal and Jimmy Kimmel were on Bill Simmons podcast. And they said they had this Mets documentary and this Kenny G documentary pitched to them and they both seemed so interesting, but they had to choose the Mets one. So they produced the Mets one. And then they told Bill, I think this is a story to produce the Kenny G one that Penny Lane was directing. And it's hard to explain, but like, I couldn't stop watching this Kenny G documentary. It's amazing. Okay. It's so good. Well, cause it's, it feels it's, it's a good compromise we have with prestige TV where it doesn't feel like a movie doc, like a, like a, big screen documentary but it also is way better than like your your old school tv documentaries it's somewhere in between but it's just like you can't it, it basically opens with why do so many people hate kenny g yeah. and it's like i'm in it's, it's, and it was it's like, really it's fun like when you buy drugs in Times square it's like it doesn't feel like bath salts but you're still eating someone's face three hours later mm. <laughs> sometimes in new york you have those nights you don't remember uh cannibalistic crazy Guys, nights I, I, i'm talking about I've kenny g even... i'm talking about kenny g and you're talking about fucking cannibalistic bath salts like come on <laughs> i have never even heard of that music documentary series so that sounds fun um all six six music documentaries that came out last year on hbo there you go wow cool um there's a lot of good stuff out we are all i think trying to like side see um mark rylance's uh golf golf movie i think we should do it i think the limited release thing is our sweet spot so let's fucking do it jeff what's the name of the movie it's called the phantom of the open the phantom of the open okay that's pretty funny and it's british it's about a guy that like tried to get his way into the british open despite having never played golf before (laughs) what is it with the british remember that guy got on on bbc as a supposed expert and he was there for a job interview for something else but he he did the interview (laughs) Like what is it with like British not, people yeah, yeah, yeah. and fucking sneaking into things? Because they 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 just want to be able to say that they at least tried. Yeah. That's why. And everybody's kind of. I think it. I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing Top Gun again this weekend. I, number three. Super if I can get time, I might see it for the two. first time because oh, I, I haven't thought, seen oh, it. Yet. Dave, you've got to yeah. see it. Dave, any Dave. listeners who haven't seen it yet, do not miss this fucking movie in the theater. It's so much fun. It's, it's so, so good. Fun. <laughs> I'll go if you. If everybody listening, I'll go if you go. I'm seeing hey. Paul. I'm seeing Paul McCartney at MetLife tomorrow, as you know. So that's gonna be fun. Nice. Wow. Jesus. All right, we got to end it there. Good to good to have the gang back together. We'll watch another movie next week. I can't wait. Thanks for paying attention, right. film fans. Bye. <laughs> Just covering a yawn. Thank you guys. It was a really interesting show. Oh. <laughs>